movies, music, television, and more. This is Entertainment. 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 Rebooted. Only on WZIP. Hi guys, it's Abby Coley and welcome back to Entertainment Rebooted. And today I'm going to be doing a book review of the book I just read called Kings of Wrath. Um, this book was such a great book to read. It was really interesting, really eye-catching, really action-catching. Just an overall great book. Um, it's the first book of Anna Hong's new series, The King of Sin. Um, this is the first book and I cannot wait for her to come out with the rest of the books from the series so I can read them. Very, very exciting. Um, I want to start this book off and explain this book off how I would when I first found the book. So I'm going to read you guys um, the back of the book as what I did before looking and buying the book to make sure I liked it. Um, so the back says, She was my North Star, the brightest jewel in the sky. Ruthless, meticulous, arrogant. Billionaire CEO Dante Russo thrives on control both personally and professionally. He never planned to marry, until the threat of blackmail forces him into an engagement with a woman he barely knows. Vivian Lau, Jewelry Harris, and daughter of his newest enemy, the wife he never wanted, and the weakness he never saw coming. It doesn't matter how beautiful or charming she is, Dante would do everything in his power to destroy the blackmail and their brothel. There's only one problem. Now that he has her, he can't bring himself to let her go. Elegant, ambitious, and well-mannered, Vivian Lau is the perfect daughter, and her family's ticket into the highest eloquence of society. Marrying a blue-blooded Russo means opening doors that would otherwise remain closed to her and her new money parents. While the rude, elusive Dante isn't her idea of a dream partner, she agrees to their arranged marriage of out of duty. Craving his touch was never part of the plan. Neither was the worst possible outcome, falling in love with her future husband. So that's a little summary um, of the book for you guys. But I'm going to go a little bit more in depth to tell you guys um, more about the book. So Vivian Lau and her family is new money wealthy. So they had a family jewelry company that wasn't doing very well. But throughout the years, her father and the family as a whole um, worked really hard to get the company in making millions of dollars and doing great. And they're very wealthy now. Um, they're new money wealthy. And they're not considered old money wealthy, which is, you know, when you're wealthy through multiple generations, not just one generation. So um, Vivian grew up, even though they're old money, they're not, I'm sorry, no, they're not old money, they're um, new money. They um, grew up well. They had a great childhood. Um, she grew up with a lot of money still. And um, what she did grow up with, she made a lot of great things for herself. She's now a jewelry heiress. Um and she is into like planning and she does planning for events and she's made her own money and she does she's very successful on her own now and she is doing great so she is like a really really good um option for like dating and being suitable but the thing that is interesting is that it doesn't make sense that she's suitable for someone as Dante Russo who is a old money billionaire CEO who is this guy he's like a pit bull he just um, he's he means business and that is what he's known for so when Vivian found out that she had to have an arranged marriage she was pretty frustrated and to learn it was even Dante Russo she found that just beyond interesting like she could not believe that 
And she couldn't believe that, but she couldn't believe why it was happening because why would he considerably stoop so low to be with a family and be with somebody who is of new wealth and new money? It doesn't really make sense. Because in the book, and, in, and it's considered that he's marrying lower, but, and it's nothing, and nothing out of this arranged marriage benefits him, but everything benefits the Lao family and Vivian. So she's confused. She doesn't know why um, he agreed to this arranged marriage, but Vivian's family, and most importantly, Vivian's father is ecstatic about this. And for the longest time throughout the book, it, go, it talks with her trials and tribulations of being together and how upset Vivian gets because she doesn't understand why Dante is playing part in this and she just wants to know the truth. But she doesn't find the truth out till majority till the end of the book. But the reason behind this is the fact that the, Vivian's father had found blackmail on Dante's brother. And the thing about the blackmail is that if the blackmail had gotten out, there is a chance that Dante's brother would be getting killed. And Dante did not want that to happen, not even the slightest. So he plays along with um, Vivian's father and plays along to, you know, not get this blackmail put out. But throughout the book and throughout the whole time, he's trying to figure out ways to get back at Vivian's father, to destroy all the blackmail, and to basically make sure like he never has to deal with the family again. But as he's trying to basically destroy Vivian's father, throughout the book, he slowly is falling in love with Vivian. And it's so weird to him because she is such a sweet girl and he can't bring it to himself. Like, how how does he actually like her? Like, how is he falling in love with her? How is he making exceptions for her? How is he being different? He just cannot bring himself to understand that. He doesn't understand why he's acting in these ways. Well, Vivian's a very, very, very good girl and she's um, very nice and she treats everyone around her with kindness um, and it's so hard for Dante to wrap his head around the fact that Vivian is the same daughter of her father because her father is very evil but Vivian's the complete opposite and now let me mind you that Vivian has absolutely no clue what's going on she has no clue what her father's doing how much her father's changed that her father is evil and that basically she is in this because of blackmail and throughout the whole book as well, like she's trying to make this work. Like she she knows that it's this arranged marriage, but she's trying to be positive and wants things to work out. And she's trying to get to know him, and he does not want to get to know her because he doesn't want to be vulnerable. But then, as you read throughout the book, he lets her get know him, and they become vulnerable, and they start to do things, and they'll have good spurts. So they'll go on a date or spend really good time together, but then all of a sudden. Dante will be super cold like the next week and be cold and push her away. But it's because he sees how much fun he has with her, but he knows that he cannot have that fun and he knows that he cannot come to actually like her because of what his her father is doing and how he's blackmailing him. Because once, once the blackmailing is over, then um, Dante wants nothing to do with Vivian. She wants nothing to, he wants nothing to do with the family. He's going to take part away from the family and just forget all about it, get out of all about it. So it's really hard for Dante because he's starting to fall in love with Vivian, but he's trying to rem remember his main purpose behind everything. So there finally comes a point in the book where 
he figures out what's going on and he finds all the blackmail and he he figures everything out like he's all good and he figures everything out from um, his brother and um, he can come and destroy Mr. Lau now. Well, he has such a hard time doing it now because he cares so much about Vivian. But he comes to the end of the book and he finally tells Vivian like what his father, what her father's been doing and what's been going on this whole time. And Vivian just feels so betrayed about everything that she moves out of Dante's apartment and um, they haven't talked and she confronts her own father asking, you know, why is this happening? Like, you know, can't believe how he's become, who he's become. So all of this is happening. She's very upset. She is heartbroken and heartbroken and she's looking for her friends for support right now and she's doing the best that she can do. But her father never comes to terms and never is sorry for what he's done to her and controlling her life. And Dante is hurt as well. He he wants her so bad, but he knows he can never have her because of what her father. But the ironic part about this whole book is that um, Dante's brother is the one who comes to the rescue and persuades Dante to actually go back and fight for Vivian because he wants her so bad and she's she actually loves him for him and no one will ever care for him as much as Vivian does. And even though he doesn't like her father, that he should still put up a fight and fight for her and be with her because he loves her so much. And throughout the book, he ends up letting her know all this and he fights so hard for them to get back together. And he does a lot of stuff. He takes her on these dates. He does all these things to try and win her back. But throughout the book, she slowly starts to finally, you know, trust him again to kind of be there. And um, she she finally is slowly starting to trust him again. And they finally trust each other. Um, and they finally get back together. And they're very, very happy. But her and her family are still not on great terms because of what her father has done. But Dante comes and helps her. Um, figure those things out and basically lets her father know that Vivian is a great girl and that you cannot basically disown your own daughter because he did that when her father did that when he thought that he picked Don she picked Dante over him so it was really hard for her but he was there to support her and it's just a really sweet kind of enemies to lovers kind of book which I just love it was such a great book um but overall, I would rate this book a 10 out of 10. I know that is crazy. I know a 10 out of 10 is like, what? Like, you really think that? But honestly, guys, this book was so good. It's a pretty lengthy book. Um, it's about four, it's a little over 400 pages. But once you start reading and you get to that great part of this book, oh my, like, it is just really easy to read and um, super smooth read. It's, again, that trope of, you know, enemies to lovers, um, but overall just a great book and a super easy read. But yeah, that was my review. I'm going to talk about Anna Hong's books a little bit more, so now I'm going to move on to the podcast. But Anna Hong has some great books. I recently had just read her Twisted series, and there are four books in that series. Um, I ended up reading all of them. They were very good, and they all kind of 
inner interlock with one another. So all of the characters are mentioned in all of the books, but certain characters are the main people in each story. And the thing that's really cool about this book as well, um, The King of Wrath, is that these characters involved in this book are also mentioned throughout the books in the other ones, but they're just not the main characters. They're more like the side characters. So I just find it so cool how she interchanges the characters and like it just seems like a big long story, which I just love. But I just read the other series and I can't wait to read um, the other books that she keeps in this series of the Kings of Sins and that she adds. This is just her first book, but I can't wait to read it. And yeah.